Good. Are we in? We're in. We're on. Are we okay, live? This is it. This, this is, is it. it. Okay. We're live. Okay. Live and alive. We're live. Yeah. So, um. Will we explain what's going on here? That, yeah. You're not. I'm looking at a pixelated picture of your face. <laughs> is it a nice one? I must say, it's quite attractive. Yeah. Is that because you've taken the photo? I would, I would, you know, I would take that over the real life version. Oh, thanks very much. Um, I don't know what to say, really. Well, I'll be flattered. Well, You've got a very beautiful pixelated face. You'd prefer a pixelated version of me than the actual version of me. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> so, good. what a great start. So, yeah, that's a good start. I think I might end this podcast right now and just find yeah. somebody new to Go podcast set up, with. Set up your own one. Yeah. Yeah. So, welcome to episode thirteen of the Raw Podcast. We're back, back with a bang. Would you say? Uh, I well, I don't know about a bang. Hmm. I mean, oh, there it is. So this week's go. podcast is going to be a little bit different because myself and Dave, uh, we can't uh, meet up this week. So we've decided to try um, do a podcast even though, via Skype. <laughs> even though we met up yesterday. Oh, we did, but we we well, we certainly couldn't record a podcast while my uh, kids were running around the place. So no, yeah, climbing on top of you, it would have been quite noisy. Face, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we figured we'd, so, yeah, we'd try we a Skype one and yeah, just get it going. And uh, I hope th- I hope this works, man. I seriously, I'm doubting my own technical abilities here to hit a record button on this side. Without me there, I imagine your sound quality will be rubbish. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I didn't check, Paul. This is all genuine now. Um, if I look at my uh, little recorder here, it mm-hmm. says 96. Oh. Oh, KB. P.S. Oh, that's fine. Is that right? Or? Yeah, it's correct. You sure? Yeah, don't worry about it. I got you covered. Okay, I hope, hope I haven't given away any like amazing uh, like, kind of sound secrets there. Don't, don't tell anyone, man. I wonder what their KBPS is on this podcast. Oh, shh. Keep that to yourself, Jesus. I might have thrown them there. That might not have been the real number. But if you give that out, man, all of a sudden there's going to be rival podcasts just popping up everywhere. It was all about the 96... Yeah, you got to be sixty nine. You got to keep the numbers quiet. Depends what way you're looking at it. I'm looking <laughs> at it kind of upside down here. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's going on? Uh, man? Not what's much. Crack? Not much. Well, what's I've what's the crack been, since yesterday? Uh, I've just been uh, doing a bit of editing, trying to catch up, trying to get myself ahead before the madness of the summer starts. And you? Exactly the same minus editing. I didn't do anything. So you've done nothing. Like, well, I walked the dog. Mm. I did some emails. Mm. I um, what else did I do? There was something else. Oh yeah, I watched a guy fly a Boeing seven four seven on YouTube for about twenty minutes. All right, okay. You really had a lot of time on your hands today. So <laughs> actually, actually, in fairness, it wasn't even a real Boeing seven four seven. It was a simulator, and I was going, "Wow, simulators are re- have really come on. They're yeah, amazing. They're, they're very real. Yeah." That's why this one was ridiculous. This one you could even hear like the safety briefing being read out and everything in the background. But when he was taxiing and but the, all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. But uh, have you seen the movie so, uh, uh, Sully? Sully, yeah, yeah. So you, you see, in that they were trying to like recreate the crash, basically, and you know, 
with all the different parameters put in, a lot of them could do it. And then when yeah, it, they put in yeah. the other parameters, they couldn't do it. But it was really taken as lifelike, almost taken on a like a, a legal kind of standing. Yeah, they they're true. that accurate. So I suppose. Um, no, a, but they're probably using like a seriously real simulator. This is like a simulator that you can buy. Oh, PC. oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. I thought, no, like, you know, like I thought you meant you were actually looking at a person in a simulator, like in a Boeing, you know, somewhere out in Boeing. And <laughs> no, in, this in is somebody there. probably in their bedroom or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and the weird thing is as well, right? The, the funny thing is, is that um, it's about there's about 10 minutes of taxiing and you're like, oh, for fuck, I wish you'd just take off for flip's sake. But do you know when you're you know, sitting just start driving the plane. through other planes and yeah, stuff? Yeah, but when you're but, sitting um, in the plane, it's like that, <clears> though, right? Yeah, I suppose. But then he takes off, right? And he kind of climbs to about 2,000 feet or whatever. And then and then it kind of fades to black and it, it brings up 11 hours later. And I was thinking, really? Really? Has he really been sitting there? Really? Has he really been sitting there for 11 hours? Well, that, there's a guy who has nothing to do. Although you could, right, technically speaking, you could, well, technically speaking, you could um, buy that simulator take off and start editing and by the time you've landed in like New York you'll have edited a wedding that's true actually do you know what I mean like I imagine pilots don't way. just sit there flying the plane the whole time the <laughs> they're sitting uh, maybe I could outsource my weddings to a pilot or something Is that what <laughs> yeah or I w- I'm, I'm thinking you could become a part-time pilot and you could get a lot of your editing done when you're in the air that's true. You know, I mean, that, it's easy. How hard that could it be? True. I probably have. Lift I probably off, do have the fly, <laughs> land. <laughs> I probably do have the uh, the spare time really to fly around the world. Absolutely, you know? I, I think so. Especially after you read something like you know, uh, Catch Me If You Can. I mean, he was doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, so and yeah, all in the space of you don't even need rail training either. You no. could just get a, a license. You just photocopy it. I think. Yeah, you can. You can. You know stick it on using the bath like or something yeah. yeah you just put stuff in the bath and let the stickers come off and then just put them on and he got on the plane I, I'm sure you could do that these days as well that's what autopilot's for isn't it yeah be easy yeah simple yeah I wonder is there uh, going to be that for your camera eventually just auto photographer no well there is auto on your camera that is true that's true but it doesn't really do everything you need does it well it doesn't yeah. like compose no that's true no see it's missing that vital so it's not really auto uh, if you think about it turn on emotion setting Mm. and then you know you get all these cracking emotion (laughs) shots emotional emotion that'd be brilliant i want that turn on jeff newsome mode (laughs) that'd be awesome jonas jonas pedersen mode to get really heartfelt shots of story storytelling the story yeah that'd be lovely yeah, very Eurysti magic. Oh, and then yeah. everything just goes nuts and inside out and upside down and all sorts of stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Look at my... So, yeah. yeah. I, okay, well, maybe in the next iteration, they might bring out a firmware for that or something. I don't know. That's what I'd be working on. <laughs> yeah, Fuji will definitely bring that out first. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You have sports, landscape, portraits, Jeff Newsom mode. Yeah. Like, oh. I think, cool. I, I think I will get this one. That could be a new thing, this. actually. You know the way we have settings AV and TV and all that? There could be eventually photographers become so rock starish that there will be like Jeff Newsom mode and Jonas Pedersen mode and everything goes dark and, you know, desaturated. Yeah. And then in all Jeff, uh, no, Jeff Newsom uh, mode, it's all um, <laughs> double exposures and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. That'd be cool. 
I'd like that. You're shooting, you're shooting in some kind of really, <laughs> you know, dreadful kind of venue. But uh, when you look through the viewfinder, it's like a it's amazing. Oh. With, with uh, like thunderous clouds and uh, really low sun. <laughs> oh. Amazing! What a day that'd be. It's not raining at all through this viewfinder. It looks, no. it's a beautiful. No, and actually, the bride is like a supermodel. Oh, looks like a rock star. Okay, all right, it's okay. amazing. <laughs> Anyway, um, so ah, uh, oh, you're all, you're all. Let's all, good. you're all Very beautiful. Great. Let's let's um, let's talk business. Let's talk about something here. Um, first of all, can we talk about the DJI goggles, man? I know this might interest everybody who listens to the podcast. And if you're out there and you're like, oh, not more drones, I apologize. I like how you've um, I like how you've put DJI goggles into business. Oh, is this let's not talk business? Well, I mean, let's get down to podcast business. You know oh, I, mean? I see. More I see. So I just thought maybe you might have been trying to persuade Elaine, uh, your wife, that uh, you know the goggles is a business decision. Well, it it kind of is if you think about it. You know, it's like um, <laughs> it's you know I can I can use it for location scouting. You know, <laughs> true. I can uh, I can use it to yeah. ignore people. We talked about yeah. that before, myself and yourself. Um, just lowered. You know, to really concentrate and... on the shot. And fly the drone around around the um, the reception, you know. Fly it. Yeah. Up. It would be discreet. You'd get really discreet photography then. It would be really good. But anyway, the DJI goggles are it, unbelievable, yeah. and uh, they are. Unbelievable. They, they've just been released for. The so tell us the crack. What's well, tell us about them? Well, well, you see them too. But I watched a review on them the other night, and I just thought they. Were when incredible. I say when I say tell us about them, I'm talking about tell. Oh, everybody. The audience, Paul. Okay, sorry. So they are a new pair of VR goggles that basically link with the drone and allow you to see like what your drone is seeing in first person. So it allows you to pretty much fly in first person mode. And it's insane. It's so mental. Um, I, I, are these things, these things must be like 5,000 quid, are they? No, man. They're so, so cheap. They're only 500 quid. Like that's nothing. I actually knew how much they were. I was just trying to emphasize that point. That's that's nothing when it comes to like the you know w- what they'll give you back at a wedding. I'm just inserting that a little bit there for my wife. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you but use your drone at weddings actually? Not really. No. Yes, I do all yeah. the time. Uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not not that much. But I I do I do use it like, but you know, at weddings. But um, I don't. Do you? Well, I yeah, I fly it like if that's what you mean. When I'm at right, a wedding, okay. I, I go. Okay, out but you don't use you don't actually take use any the footage with it or anything. Not yet, but maybe I will someday soon over the summer when the weather improves. And, yeah, uh, the weather hasn't been great. In fairness, it it's hasn't. been really bad, but it's beautiful now. It's beautiful, yeah. And uh, this is the kind of time now when the weather starts to get better in Ireland, so we can uh, fly them. And the reason I say the weather gets better in Ireland because. The other day I was looking at our, our stats and I noticed that our biggest listenership is now the United States, which is incredible. So that's amazing. I thought that was wow. cool. Do you not think that's good? That, 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 yeah, I'm amazed. I don't know what to say to that, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. That maybe, maybe, maybe it means that people in Ireland can't stand us. No, we've still got lots of Irish listeners as well. But we've just got... They're like, probably just the people who want to murder us. Oh, yeah. And then, and then so. the Americans are uh, second on the list. Well, if they do... They've been listening to every podcast, maybe in anger. I don't know, but they have been listening. Yeah, what do you hear? What these guys are going to say now? Oh, I can't wait to listen to this crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, no, the weather, the weather is, the weather is good. Mm. The weather is lovely again. Mm. God, it's gorgeous. Yeah, isn't so, it? It is. It's lovely today. Yeah. Today's a lovely day. We're Although I am, guys, I am currently normal. sitting in a, um, in a dark room, dark. um, with no lights. Not a like, not a photography dark room, but a, an actual room that's dark because I was editing and the sun was shining in, and I was like, ah. Bloody sun, ah, ruining all my yeah, it's been two, can't two full days of this. I'm sick of it already. It's too warm. You know, this. that's the Irish yeah. way. It's yeah, too hot, exactly. too hot. Oh, God, I'm, I'm glad I'm not shooting a wedding. We need a bit of rain. The ground is too dry. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to water my plants? Exactly. Who's going to cut my grass? You. That's what I want to know. Mm. Nobody's going to be you. me, you know. Mm. Um, anyway, so the, yeah, the, we should go back on. We're kind of going on off track. topic, but yeah, the, the goggles are amazing. So yeah, they're like five hundred quid. And when are they available, Paul? Uh, well, they are available, but in limited quant- quantities at the moment. So I'd say it'll be right. another, you know, six months before they're freely available to anybody. Yeah, just to go mm. on the site and buy them. But it seems to be at the moment that they're just, you know, there. There's a bit of a, a wait. Which doesn't they really do me. create like a demand, don't they? Because yeah. they did the same with the Mavic. They yeah. kind of uh, they release something that's awesome, uh, and then they kind of don't really supply them in the uh, kind of the numbers where people are able to just readily buy them. So people are like queuing up, can't wait mm-hmm. to get their hands on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of what OnePlus One did. That phone company, yeah, they kind of did the same thing. They Apple kind of do only the same supply thing. a very limited number. Now Apple are able though to. Buying out like millions of, of products, Aye, but they still. I'm talking about very limited numbers, yeah. like thousands, not millions. Yeah, you know, true. true. Um, it's pretty smart. Pretty smart move. It is. It makes yeah. it makes you want the thing more. It makes the demand go up, I suppose, as well, and and creates more hype around it. You know, just think of what the, what the next. I mean, this is their first. So go back to like DJI's first Phantom drone, right? It was mm-hmm. it was okay, but if you look at it now, it's crap. It's a piece of shit, right? So imagine what their third or fourth iteration of these goggles is going to be like. Yeah. They'll, it's they'll, mad. It's amazing. And they'll no doubt get smaller, you know, easier yeah. to wear. And just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, they'll be incredible. They'll be incredible. Maybe 3D. Imagine having 3D Could, ones. 3D. Oh. That'd be incredible. They'd have to have more cameras though, wouldn't they, on the drone itself? Side cameras. Yeah, probably, well, we need camera. a 3D camera. Yeah. But that's probably going to come, you know. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Although is, three, is 3D still a thing? Do people still... Like 3D. Well, I suppose it's 3D's still... kind of a bit... Yeah. It's still developing though, right? Like, I mean, mm. if you... Cinema, in the cinema, the 3D films are always really good. Now they are, I think. I, I've seen a few films in 3D. Like, we went to see Star Wars in 3D and it was excellent. Star Wars was very good, but yeah. there's a lot of 3D movies that are kind of a bit pants. Mm. Well, I know Sony have stopped doing their 3D TVs now because they weren't really have selling. They? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I think maybe in a cinema it's kind of a it's kind of cool, but maybe at home it doesn't really work the same because you're trying to clamber around a you know a smaller screen and stuff. Yeah, and then so you have to buy really the 3D the copy way. of the f- movie and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so people don't want 3D to do that goggles way. and you know mm, you're at home mm, wearing a big pair mm. of specs and it's not quite the same. But anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the goggles. Oh my god, like, I really want those goggles. But one thing I really like about them. Anytime soon. But, sorry. Um, one thing I really liked about them was the fact that you can fly your drone and then move your head to move the camera around. That oh, is insane. That is amazing. So good. So good. I love that you, when you, as well, that what they've done is, so they've allowed you to turn your head up and down, you know, tilt your head up and down, but also left and right turns the drone. Yeah. The fixed wing oh, flight. 
Well, what is the fixed wing flight thing? I don't get that. What does that so mean? So I think it's just it's just to allow you to basically turn your head and rather than the drone to turn it to bank left and right. That was my understanding of it. But do it kind of quickly and smoothly. So it's for people who want to be able to turn and fly, but slowly turn, if you know what I mean. So you turn on the fixed wing mode and that allows the, the drone to take that turn, but to do it slowly in a bank so that your video can be smooth. So I think it's specifically for your video flight to allow you to bank and move that way, you know, left or right. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's brilliant. Unbelievable. It's brilliant. So, yeah. So there you go. We'll be looking forward to that. I look forward to your review, Paul. When I, when I eventually get them. Analysis. I'd say it'll be six months to a year before I I can even get my hands on them because mm. there seems to be such a demand out there. Just reading through some of the blogs and the sites and all people are, well, some people are complaining, which is what you always get. You always get complainers who go, ah, they don't, they're too heavy. They're ugly. They look like a washing machine. And then you get people who go, oh, I just want them. I don't care what they look like. So um, yeah. it's a bit of a <clears throat> mixed review, but I, I doubt anyone who ha, who, you know, has them or would get a go with them would go this is crap um, yeah because they, no, they seem pretty awesome so yeah. their their uh, their little video on um you know on the web on their website is so cheesy <laughs> yeah. you know the one where they go up the, they go up <laughs> to this guy and they're all like um so hey man have you uh so hey random person about, okay have you have you heard about drones uh, i think i might have heard something about them you're like what are you talking about drones <laughs> They're flipping everywhere. <laughs> See, people like that, what he yeah. should have done was, there should have been a drone. And this is a young guy. This is a young guy who looks like, you know, a hipster. You're yeah. Like, yeah. He knows what a flipping drone is. You know what a drone is, man. Don't you lie to me. You know what a drone is. That's what he should have said. I'm going to interview somebody else because you know what a drone is. You're a liar. And he should yeah. have went off somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But um, yeah, no, it looks, looks awesome. We've heard about these drone things, but, you know... I know uh, my nephew has one, but I've I've never really seen them. No, you don't. You know what a drone is. Don't be stupid. Yeah, you know what a drone is. You're acting a mess. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you're acting the mess. <laughs> um, cool, cool. Well, that'll be awesome. So, uh, what else? What else is is going on then? The DJI goggles. So my I mean, my other I I wanted to I guess raise so, oh. I wanted to raise something with you today, um, and that was specifically related to, I guess, wedding photography, um, and that was to do with locations. Because I was at a new location the other day, and I've never been there before. And normally, what I do is when I get to a new location, if I get five minutes, I'll take a wee walk around and just get an idea of where I want to go for photos and stuff like that. Yes. Um, but sometimes, you know, the weather changes on the day, or the light changes, or you you don't feel you've given it a good scope. Um, yeah. And it, it brought me to thinking that maybe, you know, you know, I should do a bit more location scouting um, or really? would it be worth doing, um, doing it more often? Or is that a big, you know, is it is it even worth it? Well, I mean, logistically, how could you manage it? Like, let's say you've got a wedding in uh, three hours away from home. Mm. How do you locate? How do you location scout that? Yeah, you see, you can't. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, I mean, you could. You could drive there. Well, you could, but, but I'm like, not drive three hours to a new place just to location yeah. scout it. Yeah. I I genuinely think no. I'll, I'll give you a good a good example. Last week and last oh sorry Monday, I shot a wedding in uh, Rathsala, which you and I both know very well, and uh, I always find that when you go back. 
to a venue that you shot in several times before, you're like, oh no, where am I going to, where am I going to take this couple? Mm. You know. Mm. So I kind of I went off in the afternoon and did a a little scout, and I actually did find somewhere that I've never seen before. But I just went in the middle of the drinks reception whenever I knew that I had enough candidates. I was yeah. like, right. I'll take 10 minutes here and I'll just go off and I'll take a little dander around and I'll see if I can see anywhere at all that's different. But I think, to be honest, doing it about an hour or so before you're going to do your uh, photos is perfect because the light's going to be probably pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you get somewhere that's relatively close by. I mean, I'm not going to location scout somewhere that's 20 minutes away because I'm not going to take the couple 20 minutes away. Yeah, because that's 40 minutes just traveling. It, yeah, exactly, excluding the photos. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and keep them but somewhere like two or three minutes away from the drinks reception and, um, you know, get somewhere where the light's good and it's kind of different and somewhere that hopefully that I've never actually shot another couple because it's nice kind of, you get more creative that way. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whenever you're going, oh, I've never shot against this before. Mm. I've never. I know when I started, yeah. like I know when I started out, I used to go on and location scout a bit, but maybe that was to Did do you? with... You know, the fact that it was it was I was starting out and, you know, you're probably a bit less experienced or you probably worry a little bit more about what you're going to do on the day and stuff. Whereas now, you know, you can pretty much shoot anywhere. You can pretty much pick any location and stuff. But it did just get me to thinking that was it worth the odd time doing a scout, looking around, maybe even on a destination wedding or something if you're away and you have the day before. It's kind of worth it from that aspect of it, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. But definitely on the day, yeah, it's good to take 10 minutes, walk around somewhere and try and see, can you find somewhere different, you know? Maybe you could hire a scout. It could be like football manager. You mean like a little young kind of guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like from the local scouts club. Hi, I hear you're all scouts. So uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hire a boy scout. If one of you could drive three hours away and uh, check out this place for me and take a few photos and see what it's like. Yeah, Mm. do that. Mm. But you could no, use a drone. Yeah, yeah, just use a drone. Stick the drone, the drone up in the air. Spin it around. <laughs> have a look. Say, I'm going over there. Job done. Yeah, I'm going to mm, go over there. Interesting. Interesting. Ah. So you think on the day, but, uh, no, on the day is happy. Yeah, good, good point, though. Good point. So what, what, what conclusion did you come to? That it was better on the day. <laughs> no. I think so. I guess my, my point was just that, yeah, you know, I'd seen, um, I think it was... I'd seen a, a post from a couple of photographers who were off location scouting for weddings that weekend. So I suppose if you had heads to bounce off and stuff, if you're stuck for ideas or if you were thinking of somewhere to go, or maybe it'd be better even for the likes of a pre-wedding shoot, like an engagement shoot or something, to do a bit of location scouting so that you knew of a cool place you could bring people and take some photos. I suppose on the wedding yeah. day, it's so time constraints, you know. You don't want to go too far, like you're saying. You know, you don't want to be traveling twenty odd minutes away just to find a small location. That yeah, that's know. the thing. Because people don't want to be that, away for that long. No, at least not my no, couples anyway. I think maybe like it would probably. I could understand maybe location scouting if you're like off doing a destination wedding because you've probably went there um, a day or two in advance. Mm. You know, so you've probably got the day before the wedding to have a bit of a look around because you might not be familiar and you want to really make the most of it. Yeah. But I think if you've got like a triple header or a double header weekend or even you've, you know, you've got a wedding that's three or four hours away. It's not really viable then. It's not really viable to kind of go off and do location scouting, is it? No, not really, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, 
It's good. I am going to I am going to move my microphone just okay. to the other side of okay. my Mac. Okay. Just let me just know uh, where the timeline is. All it's right. At the Twenty-four minute mark, just in case there's noise. It's okay. Okay. Awesome. In the black down. Okay. Because um, I find I find that I keep looking out the window, which means I'm turning my head the other way. Okay. Distractions. Easily distracted, Dave. I'm, I'm telling you, I just kind of keep looking out the window and, yeah. But it helps me think, man. I'm thinking you just want to be out there. So now that you've moved <laughs> yeah, it, it helps away. helps me think about my garden. <laughs> oh, my God. What was I thinking? <laughs> so, um, okay, so you're back on Instagram. Are we finished that subject, by the way? I think that's, I think that's. I, I, I think so. I think so. I think we nailed it, man. I think we nailed that conversation. Nailed that conversation. If anybody has anything they want to tell us about location scouting or oh, they no, want a location scout no. for we, us. We, you know. yeah, no, we don't need any further advice. We don't need anybody to tell no. us we should do. Uh, we asked the question and we answered it. Exactly. <laughs> so there, there wasn't roll. much point, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's terrible. No, we, we are all about the, about the tips and advice, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely we are. So we're we're you're back, man. You're back on Instagram. Finally. We I got am, you back. Dude, the addiction has kicked in again. It's I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the addiction has kicked in again, but it is nice to be back. It's like a drug, isn't it? You couldn't stay away. Why do you say the why do you say the addiction No, I'm in? I'm just I'm only one you up. I'm only one you up. Alright, okay. No, I missed you. I missed you. I missed your little daily posts of, you know, buggins and me and stuff like that, you know? I haven't actually put up any pictures of Boggins yet. In fact, oh. I've put up pictures of you more yes. than I've put up pictures of Boggins. Yeah, well, we're due a picture of Boggins, so you better get one out there today and everybody yeah, can look at it get, then. I should get one because I have a couple in the, in the, in the old uh, bank. Yeah, so you know, we can head like. over to, to Dave, Mac, at Dave McClelland Photography? No, just Dave McClelland. Oh, okay. Dave McClelland, yeah. That's my Instagram. handle for everything. And you can head over there but, um, and see the latest yeah. photo of Boggins. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no. I don't have one. Sorry. No, but you're going to today. I'm putting the pressure on you. I'll go. There, he's, he's in one. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's in, he's in one eight shots back. So that'll have to just do for now. Okay. That was taken on January 14th. I'm not a very good dog owner, am I? No. But anyway, but you will see a picture of Paul and his daughter's kind of um, smashing. Sh- I was going to say shit. I just did oh. shit in his face uh, yesterday. So there you go. That's it was dough. But yeah, no, I came, I came, I came back, man. I came back. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Did you I miss decided. it? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess my reasons at the time were, at the time that I left, I just kind of, um, I guess I was thinking that I was just spending way too much time on there. And okay. I was spending too much time browsing, especially when I was doing things that you know when I was walking the dog or even when you're sitting with someone and you're you know your hand just automatically goes down and just taps Instagram Mm. like I had Instagram on my uh, the icon inside like a little folder of like you know photo apps so like Visco and my camera receiver or remote app and all that kind of stuff the Fuji and so I had them all had all the or the little Instagram app in there so I would unlock the phone and automatically just tap that and tap Instagram Mm mm-hmm so um, I think what I maybe have done is uh, by not using it for a few months, I've kind of uh, maybe gotten rid of that habit of um, opening it and tapping. But in I there. will and tapping in there. Um, so when I'm doing things like walks and stuff, so I've maybe kind of gotten rid of that habit, which isn't a bad thing. But um, 
Yeah, I kind of, I suppose, in a way, I did kind of miss seeing, um, you know, mates' photos and posting the odd shot. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting with Dee one night, and uh, she was showing me a picture on Instagram on her feed about something. I can't remember what it was now. But um, I was just actually... It was about, I love these lazy Fridays or something, but it was actually Thursday, no? No, 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 no. Ah, uh, yeah, it might, no. It, but it was a well. It was before that, so it was. A, it was one of her recent pictures. But we were sitting on her phone. It was a recent picture, and then I called. Let, let me have a look at your feed. And I was just scrolling through her feed, and I was saying to her that if there's one thing I miss about Instagram, it's looking at your history and remembering all of the images and mm. kind of uh, going, God, I remember that day and I remember that yeah. day. So yeah, eventually we got through right through to the very beginning, which is that that image where um, there's a bit of banter between yourself and Dee and myself. But um, yeah, so I just thought, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to go back on it again. I'll go back on it and just kind of... Um, Control it. Hopefully hopefully this time be not as uh, compulsed to, to look at it. It's, an, it's weird, isn't it? How you can become addicted to these sort of things, like to just automatically, like checking your email. I'm a terrible man for doing that. Like just going in, the first thing I do in my phone is just check my email, you know? Where it yeah. makes, you know, it probably makes more sense to just check your email in the morning and the evening rather than just constantly all day. Because then what you do is you check your email all day long and you're just filling your head full of oh I have to do that oh I have to do that oh I have to do that even though you can't get yeah. near it you know so well I think the thing to I do I think Instagram is a bit the same that way though yeah well I think the thing to do then is maybe to because I still haven't put the Instagram icon back on my main screen mm. so I have to go into all my apps and scroll all the way to the to end find, or something just to find I and then find Instagram oh. and then click on it so it, it just makes it a wee bit more complicated so I guess you could do the same with your email. Mm. Just take your email icon away from your front screen if you find that you're accessing it all the time. Mm. That's true, but I you just try, think you try, you I try just for think we can see how easy. It but would I just be. think oh, it's yeah. worrying that you have to do that in the first place just to stop yourself from looking at email. But that's or what Instagram, phones are all you know? about, and apps yeah, are all about. They're all about trying addiction. to you in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Facebook and everything is all about. It's all about trying to addict you. And except for our podcast, it's not like that at all. Listen at, at your own. You know, De- definitely in not. your own time. You can download the, the specialized raw podcast app now and uh, widget. And um, yeah, and we're yeah. going to re- have we released the little chip yet that you no. can put in your cheekbone? Not no? yet. Not yet. We'll be in your oh, home okay. very soon. Like literally. Um, what about the retina? What about the contact lens? Have we done that one yet? The raw glasses. They're coming. They're the coming. Raw, yeah. The raw virtual reality goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Where you just see you us podcasting like 24 hours a day. God, could you imagine anything worse? No. No, I can't. No. Actually, a few I things. A few things. things yeah. Worse. Yeah. Actually. But um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I'm back on. Cool. That's, that's that. Welcome man. back. That's that. Welcome back. We we missed you. I always think of uh, the Matrix there when 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 I think of you coming back to Instagram. Instagram. Uh, Is that a quote? You know the yeah. You, I won't say it because I know you don't like film quotes, but um. No, I don't. I, no, no, it's I don't okay. Mind phone code. I don't mind. <laughs> it's all right. I won't tell. I'll tell everybody later on the side when you're not listening. Paul, Paul, and I had a conversation one night on the way home from a wedding. He was quoting loads of movies, and I um, wasn't quoting loads of movies. I quoted. No, one you quoted movie. a few. You quoted. I quoted a few one. Things. It was Jerry um, Maguire, man. Ah, but you were quoting. You were quoting several quotes from it, I think. And at the end, and I've never seen Jerry Maguire, so I had nothing. So at the end, I went. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to say to that because I, I haven't I haven't seen that movie and I you know I don't know 
I got nothing. And uh, he, <laughs> he was slagging me off. And then I said, the one thing that I always find funny about uh, movie quotes or people saying movie quotes is that I can never really, uh, I never really know how to follow it up because <laughs> you're literally just quoting a movie. So you kind of go, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, memory good quote there you got good quote uh i don't know what to say so that was just a thing and it ended up us going into this whole big long conversation about how um it turns out that whenever people quote me movies i just don't know what to how to respond to it that's all really but there's like uh, yeah i suppose what's what's supposed to be the response Oh, cool, I yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, cool. And then you say something else from it or, or something like that. Uh, a bit of banter, you know? It's just, um, yeah. it was very dry with you. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really get that, man. I'm like, what? I, I, can't, be, I, I can't be the only person. Show me the, the, the money. Everybody knows that. And then you shout back, show me the money, Jerry. No? And it's like, yeah, show me the money. It's cool. But it was like, no, I just, um, that's good no. quoting there, man. No, no. You killed it right See, there. there you, then. Go. you killed it. Yeah, you know? even right now, I'm killing it all over again. All right, okay. All right, doesn't matter. We won't do it again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <sighs> I am I, I am. I am tough. Yeah, you are. You're a tough to. audience, but that's good. That's I'm keeping me on my toes, you know. Sure. So I don't know. mind that too much. Um, so I, there was one li- last little thing, I, you know, we were going to have a wee chat about... Um, and it was from one of your Instagram posts, actually, the other day. Uh, it was something that was um, that was on our on our chests that we wanted to talk about, and that was the copyright, oh, yeah. copyright thing. <clears throat> yeah. Do you want to tell your little story first? You don't have to mention well, names. You can always say, "Oh, well, I tell the little story." Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, um, I got contacted um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe about three weeks ago, uh, by this. Uh, you know, crowd in UK top shop um, looking to or asking if they could use one of my images in a recent or the next edition of Grazia magazine. And it, the, the reason they were asking me for this image is because the bride in the shot designed her own wedding dress and um, she works for top shop. So I said, yeah, that's okay. And also, in that email, the original email, they say, we'll, we will make sure that you are credited. So I said, yeah, that's great. I'm really honored and flattered and thank you very much. And uh, I sent across the image and um, just uh, along with the email, I included, you know, the copyright details. So I just said, like, you know, can you make sure that the copyright mm-hmm. is made out to David McClellan Photography and, um, you know, all that kind of carry on. So she wrote back, she said, thanks very much. And uh, she then uh, uh, said, yeah, just uh, to reiterate, we'll make sure that you're copyrighted and we'll use that and this and the other. And we'll, we'll send you a scan of the uh, article as soon as it's published. So I said, that's great. <coughs> Excuse me. So about a week, uh, about two weeks later, I got a, another email and the email basically said, uh, hi, Dave, just to let you know, the copy of Grazia has hit the newsstands and um, uh, and like exclamation mark, you know, how exciting. And then the next paragraph basically was like, um, uh, they have not, I could, I could load up the email actually, because it's hard to recall off the top of my head. Um, is this breaking the flow? Yeah, you were doing good there. I know, but I can't, I want to get the exact word in. <laughs> That's okay. Um, let me just see here. Sorry about this. It's okay. 
I'm sure everybody's just sitting, waiting in anticipation. On, on the edge of their seats. Yeah. What is he going to say next? Oh God, what is he going to say? Oh, dear God. Oh, dear. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so basically says, uh, the Grazia Germany issue has hit the newsstands. Please see the attached clipping from the article. Unfor- unfortunately, oh. despite our best efforts to have them publish a credit line to you, they ultimately oh. dropped it. Sorry, did, you, did they hear that, Paul? Sorry, they ultimately dropped it. I am so sorry to hear about that, but thank you again for being so helpful on this occasion. So I basically just wrote back and said, I'm sorry, but I am seriously disappointed, and I don't know how uh, Grazia can do this to people, how they can just take their work and uh, what is essentially... Use it, yeah. Yeah, use it, use it as if it's their own, as if they almost have taken the image. And the other thing that really bugged me was, on the actual spread, uh, there was the, you know, the my photograph and then there was about six or seven other pictures uh so there was a few pictures just of like wedding gowns or whatever and then there was another kind of uh, larger image but down the side of the of the article was um uh photo photo credits made to other people nice. so i wrote I, I i wrote back uh i said I, I want you to get me the name of the person you've been dealing with in grazia and also send me what your process was did you ask them to credit me and they dro- and they decided to drop it did they tell you they were going to drop it prior to publication and you know just basically ask them all these questions and they wrote back and they said yeah we're very confused about ourselves we did uh we did ask that you were credited and we were also very disappointed so a couple of days, I, I think the next day they sent me on this contact for Grazia and um, I wrote to this person and explained my, you know, annoyance and in fairness to them, to them they wrote back uh, that day, like within a couple of hours okay. and they basically apologised and said that, um, you know, there was a shortage of staff prior to that public, that, you know, during the making of that issue. Uh, and on the photo desk, there's normally five people, and they were down to one due to some kind of mm. flu uh, problem or, or whatever. But, but and uh, uh, they just said that you know they will. Uh, how can they? How can they make this right? Mm. So they've a- they've asked me basically. You know, they just said, "Do you have an exhibition coming up, or a book, or anything like that that we could we could publicize for you?" But I don't really. I don't have an exhibition. You should do a book. A book. So you should write a book. Maybe I'll write a book. <laughs> and then long, in about is it, three is it long years time, take longer to write a book and just say, "Hey guys, I have that book wrote. Can you, uh, <laughs> you know, promote it? Maybe now." Have that book ready. But the funny um, thing I find is that they manage to, you know, credit the other people. Um, yeah, but yeah, for I some reason the flu my... just kind of seemed to really be too much. You know, for for, for me, person, for you. Just, oh God! His like I've credited so all There's these people. I'm dying of the flu, and I just can't get to this Irish guy. So uh, now you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put this guy's name in. Oh God, I'm dying. I'm, I'm so Hurt you? Oh, leave uh, it, leave it, leave it. Just right, publish. Right, just forget publish. about it. Yeah, maybe forget that happened. It. Maybe that happened. That's probably how it happened, actually. Yeah. Possibly. So there you go. But anyway, they have they have apologized. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I need to write back to them and just, yeah. you know. T- well, it's see, disappointing, see though, do. that it did happen. And it's good that it turned out okay. And, you know, I suppose, like, what do you do then to prevent this from happening again? Yeah, how do you prevent it, though? Yeah. So- I mean, if you, if, if you say to somebody, right, if someone says to you, hi, Paul, we love this image. Can we use it? We'll make sure to credit you. Yes. And you say, absolutely. Uh, here's my, here's my, uh, you know, my details. Yeah. And they then publish it and don't credit you. 
exactly. So how, how can you make sure that that doesn't happen? Well, we talked about this the other day. I talked about this to you the other day that maybe it's it's a good thing for photographers to do is to set up a small little mini sort of contract that you could send to the people or persons using your photos so that in future they know that they have signed something to say anytime we use this image we'll use it only for these purposes um, and we'll give you credit and here's your little contract signed and sent back to you so that each time someone requests to use the image whether it's somebody on Instagram or Facebook or if it's in a magazine that they've asked specifically for your permission and they've signed something or and sent it back to you that says yeah we know we have to credit you but do you think do you think in this case that would have that would have do you think in this case, in my case, that would have that would have worked? Well, I think one, it would have it would have given you some sort of comeback because you would have said, "Look, you've you you sent this back to me saying you would do it," and then on top of that, maybe it would be more in their heads because they would have said, "Well, we, make sure you credit him because we've signed a contract or we've sent back this little thing that he's asked us to complete," you know. So maybe it would yeah, stick in their heads a little bit more. The thought, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, to be honest, for a lot of people, especially for suppliers and things like that, like, you know, hairdressers and makeup artists mm. and, you know, uh, the people who in general are usually looking for maybe florists and venues and things, the people who are usually looking for a copy of your image or, you know, one of your images. I guess the difficulty is that in a lot of cases, they go back to the bride and the groom and they say, mm. hey, how, did your, how was your wedding? Can you send me on some photos? I mean, how many times have you been at a, 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 in a, at a bride's house in the morning and as the hair and makeup artists are leaving, they're all like, make sure to send us on some pictures now, won't you? But they're not sending it to you, they're sending it to the bride and the yeah, groom. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, uh, you know, I think it's kind of like they automatically assume the images are now the... Bride and grooms. The sole own, uh, you know, the sole owner of those images is now the bride and groom. Mm-hmm. Which, in essence, really is not the case. Yeah, no, it's Definitely not, the, not case. the case. If you write it in your, if you write it in your contract to say these images are not your, the copyright belongs to to me, the photographer. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I wonder. Maybe there's just a little bit of. And uh, I, I mean, I need to do this as well, really. But I know that in my contract, I have it's, it mentions who you know who is the the owner of the images, but. Maybe there needs to be an extra bullet point in there, which is that um, uh, if you, if any of your vendors are requesting a copy of these images, uh, they have to come through me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe it's just as simple as that because mm-hmm. I don't really think I have anything specific mm-hmm. like that in my contracts. So and maybe you know, part of it is my own fault, really. Yeah, know? I think I think even that's something you should put in your in your like delivery mail to your couples and say, "Here's your photos. If anybody's looking for any." please send them directly to me and I'll supply the photos to them. That way you can at least outline copyright to people like florists and so on and just say to them, yeah. you can use my photos as long as you sign this to say anytime you use them, you'll credit me. And that yeah. kind no, of absolutely. would tighten things up a bit. It won't always work, but at least it'll make people more aware of who owns copyright and why and how they can use the things, you know. Yeah. In in Shootproof, um, you can set up... Um, uh, like these kind of templates that are exactly the same as the template you would send to your bride and groom whenever their gallery is ready. So you can set up a template. So I have one called like vendor template, you know, and the subject line is, uh, you know, that wedding that we worked on together. Mm. And it basically has a, a very short email in it, which is like, hey, and, you know, it automatically puts in the first name, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what you've put in the field above. Um, 
here's the images to, and it has like the bride and groom's name. Uh, here's the images to their gallery, and uh, if you need to use any, and then you can just put in your your credit, you know, accreditation details in there. Mm-hmm. So I have that prepared, but the problem is, is that they don't get that unless they contact me looking for images. Now a lot okay. of vendors are brilliant, and they will contact me, yeah. and they'll say, "Hey, Dave, is there any chance you'd have any images?" And I just then, in that case, just say, "Yeah, sure, here you go," and I send them out that that email. Mm-hmm. And it has all the details, has all who, what the credit, if, depending on what platform they're on. And, um, you know, that seems to work quite well. But I guess it's kind of having it maybe one step before that. So they, yeah. they know to come to you and not go to the bride and groom. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. then do you want to be fielding, you know, requests all day long from vendors either? That's a pain in the arse, I suppose it? so, yeah. yeah. Well, does it happen it's a, hugely yeah. often to you? You know, that kind uh, of probably, way. Probably, probably not really. That's what no, I was thinking. It's it probably, probably doesn't un- happen all that often. Mm-hmm. But the amount of times that it would happen, you could easily get through them. Yeah, and then if you have a template email ready, probably make it a, a lot of easier to just send it straight to them, you know, with the photos or whatever it might be. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So there you go. But yeah, well, hopefully good, it turns out. Yeah, hopefully it turns out better for you, and uh, you get something out of it at least, and you get your credit where it's due, especially with that photo because it's traveled the world. Yeah. I know that photo is a photo that just keeps on giving. That's great. As long as <laughs> as long as it does keep on giving and people keep crediting you where they should do, you know, then you're yeah, all right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, what else was we going to talk about? Anything else? Well, I will I give a little update on what the X100. Yeah, has been, finally, it's been yeah. handling so far. Exactly. I was going to ask you how how are you finding it and how do you think it is for weddings and so on. So shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Well, I I'm shoot. Um, I, I enjoy it. I must say, it's a um, it's a lovely little camera to use, and it, in in essence, it's kind of become my primary uh, camera, um, primarily because of the reason that um, you know it's a thirty five millimeter equivalent focal length, so you know that's my go to focal length really. So uh, I tend to just have it on my little spider holster uh, on my hip, and uh, then I have the X Pro with a 35 f2 so the 50 mil equivalent um on the on on the expo so yeah it's it's i must say it's been great it lives it's it, it does a really great job it is so ridiculously quiet it is quiet it is unreal and yeah. um, the um it has had a few looks which is probably not a good thing really if you're trying to be discreet for it actually to be drawn attention because of its size and because of the way it looks I, i've had a few people ask is it a film camera and um you know things like that mm. and um so it kind of garners a little bit of attention, which is maybe not a good thing, mm. um, you know, because the whole idea of using smaller, dis- more discreet and quieter cameras is that they're that you blend in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But in actual case, guys have come up to me and they've been like, "Oh, what is that? Like, is that an old camera or is that a like what is that?" Mm. Oh, it's my grandfather's. <laughs> years had it refurbished. <laughs> I need to like drop it down the stairs, put a few dings in it, make you it do. look really authentic. Scrape it up a little bit. But um, yeah, scrape it up. Tie it to Boggins um, and let him run around the park with it or something. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That's a good Dirty idea. Dirty it up from the driveway. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. I must say, I do love using it. Um, I would say that um, in terms of how it operates, uh, like it's uh, autofocus and things like that, hmm. it's probably not quite on par with the X-Pro. Which is kind um, of expected uh, expected in a, in a way, isn't it's it? It's kind of expected. To be honest, you know you know what I would say? Whenever I got the X-Pro 2 mm. last March, I would say the 
the X100F probably focuses as quick as the X-Pro2 did back then. Right. Because the X-Pro2 was a little bit laggy. Oh, because they've upgraded it, it, yeah. Yeah, they've upgraded it twice. So there's been firmware 2 and firmware 3. And firmware 2 was a huge improvement in the autofocus. And firmware 3 has improved the autofocus even further on the X-Pro. So um, I would say... Fuji will probably release a firmware update for the X100F at some point. To I mean, make it the just gen- they usually do. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the autofocus get get better. You know, cool. Um, and how are yeah, the files? No, I mean, it's the files are beautiful. Well, they're exactly the same as an as an X Pro Two. Yeah, you think you think it's, they are it's identical, same internals? Yeah. Well, it's the exact same. It's the same internals. It's yeah. just the only thing that's different is the lens. The lens is a is an older lens, so it's the it's the uh, 23f2 lens, um, but it's an older lens than mm. their current 23f2, which I use f3 or uh, 23f2 wr, which is the one that I use on the X Pro, mm. which is the X, which is a you know interchangeable lens. So this lens that's on the on the uh, X or uh, X100f is just an older lens, but it's a, it's a lovely lens. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say oh, it's not it's not sharp, but I. It's more than sharp enough. Yeah, it's you know sharp I mean? it's and lighter. Way more than sharp enough. It's uh, especially if you bring it up to two point eight. But I, that's just I pixel people all the time, and it's beautiful. Yeah, gives beautiful flare, really gorgeous flare. Cool. cool. And I like, it. I like yeah, the sound of it. It sounds it. good. I'd love to get one myself, actually. And seeing the few yeah. photos that you took there yesterday and post them on your Tumblr, um, they look amazing. So yeah, it'd be great. It's yeah, it is, I must say it is. It it's is so quiet, though. Lovely. It is so, so quiet. quiet. It's ridiculously quiet. I, I should have, I should have brought in to kind of do a little. You did that the last time. I think we did that. We, we did, did that before. Yeah, we did. It's seriously quiet. So yeah. there you go. Awesome. Alrighty then. So there you go. Long may it last. I think I'll. I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll. But not have any complaints about it for a long time. I wouldn't say. And I. I, do, cool. I definitely one hundred percent do not miss the XT two at all. I haven't missed the tilt screen. Good riddance. Um, Good riddance. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I mean, I can. I, I mean, I can see how some people love the XT2. You know, yeah. it's not a. It's not like a horrible camera. It just wasn't right wasn't for me. For I don't you. think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. But, that's good. Uh, now you've so got something you go. that suits you, and yeah, until the X Pro Three comes out. Yeah, the X X Pro Three X One Hundred. Uh, what will be the next letter? Who knows? G. It comes after F. Uh, yeah. Well, it was X100, and then it was X100S, which meant second. Oh, and then, then X100T, which meant third. And X100F, oh. which meant fourth. Yeah. So if they have a fifth one, what letter will they use? X100FF. Well, I was thinking F-I. G, because it'd be F- X100 great. Nice. Yeah. See what I did there? I should be working for Fuji's marketing department. You should be. You should be, man. <laughs> Nailed it in one. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, that's oh, us for this week. Thanks. Is that it? Yeah, we're that's done. Us. That's us. How man. did you Keeping find that? Now, the, how did you find the Skype there? It to the how did fifty you find minutes. That? I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Found it good. How did yeah. you find it? Yeah, I prefer to eat cheese though and drink coffee with you. But this will do for now. This'll I know. I didn't. Eat, I didn't eat any cheese there in this awesome. episode at all. People are going to be so happy. No munching. Yeah. No munching. Yeah. No crunching. Yeah, uh, no drinking. The clogging of the throat. Yeah. Um, All right. Right, man. Well, okay. thanks very much. That was good crack. All and, right. Um, Will we say goodbye? Episode 13, done and dusted. Done and dusted. Okay. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Cool, man.